0: I'm not the Chemiah Perikud continues after the prayer of the Levim. The people now are finally ready to sign the Brit that they were building up to. And essentially, we could look at from Perikhet and building up to Um uh, when first we're going to see a list of names of people signing basically signing this document and then we'll delve into the specifics of what exactly the document said. And essentially, the idea is, was this Brit was the, the commitment of the people to uphold um, all the laws of the they specifically talk about the laws that they weren't keeping in the past to show their commitment uh, to all the aspects of and to the things that may have slipped in the past. Um, they're now going to focus on specifically and show that they're going to be fully devoted. The end of Pitictet ended off talking about how B'nai Israel are now uh, essentially servants in their own land and not their own sovereign nation. And so they continue in Pasuk Aleph, And despite all this, we cut a lasting covenant and write, and signed by our lords, our Leviyim and our Kohanim. Here is where we actually see the term "amana" from the word emun, trust, Muna uh, to ha- A faithful covenant Or one that's built on trust One that's meant to last verb for establishing a covenant In the Pasuk is Kortim Literally cut Perhaps that term derives from uh, Things similar to what uh, what happened With Abraham and Brit Ben-Mitarim Where the single of the Brit Was actually to cut the animals And there was an actual document Made and signed by the people uh, And so here it was Signed by the Levim, the Kohanim And the important people. Uh, and the list will go through one by one: first the Kohanim, then the Levi'im, and then uh, the general populace of B'nai Israel who are important. Um, and I actually list all the people who signed. There are eighty-three in total. As we read through the Pesukim, we won't be translating again since the, uh, it is a, essentially a list of names. Pesuk Bet: L'al haChatumim, Yehiam HaTirshata ben Chachviya veSirkia. Pesuk Gimel: Seraya Pashur Amaria Malkiah, Hatu Shevania Harim Menemot Ovadia, Daniel Ginton Baruch, Pasukhet, Mishulam Avia Miamin, Mazia Bulgai Shemaya, Ella Kohanim. So up to this Pasuk Pasuket listed all the Kohanim. Pasuk Yud starts with Livin. Bahavin, Vyashua Benoznia, Binui Mibne Hanedad Kadmiel, Bahahem, Shevania Hodiak, Rita Plaia Hanad. Mihadhov Hashadya Zahur Shereviashivanyah Hodiya Vani Bininu Rashe Haam Paraosh Zatu Bani now Pasuk Tevav, we start with um, not Livim anymore these were just the important people of Sareem. Pasukta Buni Azgad Adin Hashum Harif (laughs) Anatot (laughs) Nivai, Mesukaf Aliph, Magpyash Mishulam Khizir, Mishizavil Sadok Yedua, Platya Hanan anaya, Hoshea Hananya Hashuv, Halohesh Praha Shovek, Rihum Hashavnama sayya, Vahya Hanan Anan, Maluch Harim Vana. I'll finish with the list. And the remainder of the people, the Kohanim, the Vim, gatekeepers, singers, the Timim, all those who separated from themselves from the nations of the land to God's Torah, their wives, sons, and daughters, and all those who know how to understand. The rest of the people, anyone not part of these 83, as we'll see, we did not sign. But rather, we'll see the action they take in the next Peshu. Uh, they they essentially enter into the covenant, but didn't actually sign the document. Uh, it would obviously be quite a bit to have the entire nation sign the document. And the people included in here um, are not just the people from Bnei Israel. Anyone who essentially converted was welcome in the breed. And we have a phrase at the end here, which we actually had earlier in Echemyah. Anyone who had some sort of understanding, who, you know, women and children who are at a basic level, them too uh, were there at the time and went in to uh, accept the as well as the rest of the nation. And the actual action they take, Pasuk Elohim." Held together with their great brothers and come into a curse and promise to walk in God's Torah which was given through Moshe, the servant of Hashem, and to observe and fulfill all the commandments of Hashem our Lord. And his laws and statutes. Essentially, even though these weren't the 83 people, uh, we start off with Mahazakim, They came in together and, and joined in, uh, held their place with um, these great 83 men that were listed earlier. And what exactly they do, this Pasuk sort of serves as an introduction, um, just in general, to follow the laws of Hashem, to follow the Torah, and keep all the Mitzvot. Uh, now, through the next re- the rest of the pedic we're actually going to get into the specific things which they to- which they spoke about, and probably we could assume, and as we know in some cases from the uh, from other places in the book, were the essential problems of the day and the things that the people were really struggling with. The topics which it covers are intermarriage, Shabbat, contributions to the temple and to the Kohanim, starting with pasuk lamed aleph. Uh, the intermarriage. And not to give our daughters to the people of the land or take their daughters for our son. We spoke about uh, the problem of intermarriage and uh, its appearance several times in Adranah Nechamia in the beginning of Pedetet and we will come up to it later uh, at the end of Nechamia. Pasuk Lamed And the people of the land who bring merchandise and all produce on the day of Shabbat to sell We will not buy from them on Shabbat and on the holy day And we will relinquish the seventh year and loans given by every hand This pesuch talks about Shabbat Shabbat, and Shavit oh, We'll she see later on Nehemiah specifically deals with Shabbat as well It's one of the issues that were clearly going on at the time uh, it, interestingly, here, one of these things, as we said, they talk about uh, to keep the Shemitah year. The Malbim comments that the obligation of Shemitah from the Torah is when the Yovel is an, in effect. Uh, the Yovel, which is every 50 years, is in effect when most of the B'nai Israel are in Eretz Israel. Since, as we know, in the times of the Ezra and Chamyah, uh, only a small number of Jews actually did go return to Eretz Israel. There were not most most of Bene Israel and Eretz Israel, and therefore they were not actually obligated from the Torah to keep the Shemitah. Uh, so, therefore, the Malbim comments said here uh, it was a voluntary assumption of the obligation of Shemitah. Now we'll talk about, uh, essentially, donations to the Temple. And we established upon ourselves commandments to give one-third of the shekel in a year to the service of our God's Temple. It's interesting here we're talking about giving one-third of a shekel. The issue is we know that essentially from the Torah, we're all obligated to give half a shekel a year for the upkeep of the Beit HaMikdash. Uh, So here it's a third. What exactly is going on? Comment that in the times of Nehemiah, perhaps the weight of silver chains, the, the stock market went up or down, and so therefore a third of a shekel of silver was equal to half of a shekel in the time uh, of the Torah, and so therefore that shlishit shekel was essentially a reenactment and making sure that people fulfill the law of machatzit shekel, according to Ibn Ezra and the Mitzvotot, it was an additional one-third of the shekel. A uh, giving of the s- s- silver and shekels to the The Beit HaMikdash at this time probably makes a lot of sense. Uh, It's a time when they're finally the Jewish people are returning, they're rebuilding the city, and it's a time when funds are actually needed uh, to continue the repairs and the upkeep of the temple. The Tamud Yerushalmi actually translates this verse a little differently. As Shloshet, a third, they actually translate as three. Uh, So they were called upon to give donations to the temple three times in a year. Uh, It's interesting to note here that this shekel is being used for sacrifices and repairs of the temple. Uh, However, the original Mahachita shekel was actually only for Kobanochi Shibur, and for the Avenim. Uh, so, the original donations of silver they collected and the machatzita shekel every year was for the public sacrifices for the tamid um, that were brought. So, it does seem that perhaps if you do understand this as being the actual machatzita shekel, the mitzvah of the Torah, uh, its purpose here was being changed a little bit. It was being changed to actual upkeep of the temple. We'll also see in the next pasuk, it was used for various other things. Uh, including the public korban as we we'll see pesukh be david lechem ha maarechet u minchatta tamid u olat ha tamid ha shabatot ha chadashim la moadim la kodashim la chataot la perisrael ve chol mechet betoleinu for the arranged bread the minchah the tamid the olah the tamid the shabbatot, the, the roshei chadashim the holidays the holy things and for the sin offerings to atone for ben israel and for all the work of God's temple all the korbanot and offerings specifically mentioned this pasuk are communal offerings uh, continuing with the theme of Machatzit HaSheka which was indeed for the communal offerings for the Tamids are as well. The next pasuk we're talking we're talking now specifically the wood used in the Beit HaMekdash. Pasuk Vamid He. Vahagoralo tiphalnu al korban haitzim ha-kohanim ha-leviim ve-ha-am la-havi le-bet Eloheinu le-bet avotenu le-aitim mizumanim shana b-shana le-va'er mizbach Adonai Eloheinu k-ha-chat to the Torah. And we cast lots for the wood offering, the Kohanim, the Leviim, and the people to bring to the temple of God, the temple of our forefathers at the pointed times, year in and year out, to burn on the altar of Hashem, our Lord, as is written in the Torah. As is written in the Torah, as a good segue to what we're talking about here, um, upon every korban, wood needed to be arranged under it. Uh, so there was a ma'arechit, there was a, a setup of wood that was placed under the korban which was used for the burning. The Talmud explains when they first came back from exile and returned, they could not find wood. There was So there was a special chamber in the Beit HaMitash where they would store the wood and there was simply none there. And because this was something that was looked upon as a, as really a very big zukhut, uh to be able to offer the fire which all the korbanot would be burning on, uh, they cast lots to see which families would be uh, the, the lucky chosen ones to every year uh, in, for perpetuity to continue to bring the wood for the Beit HaMikdash. Um, There were We see in Ta'anit that there were nine specifically families and times appointed, which each year that family would go and make sure the temple was restocked with wood uh, for all the korbanot. We now continue with essentially the laws of fruit and land, of produce, and of giving uh, the proper shares. To, to the proper parties. la matenu And to bring the first fruit of our land and the first fruits of all the trees year in year, year out to Hashem's temple. It's worth noting uh, that the next several pasukim and all the mitzvot to liot the land have to do with the with the land um, and the growth of the land. There's a machloket in the Gemara, uh, in several places, of whether or not these mitzvot were indeed the or not, and it has to do with an argument we discussed before, did Eretz Yisrael still have the same sanctification from the times of Shlomo, even though Ezra may have re-sanctified the land uh, the Rabbam explains that since not all the Jews were in Eretz Israel, therefore if the Kiddushah was not perpetually uh, sanctified if it was not still sanctified from the time of Shilomo Ezra and Nehemiah's re-sanctification of the land would not have biblically obligated the people to bring these Bitzvot or these tithes that are obligated for produce and things related. Related to the fruit and, and vegetables of the land. So essentially, for the next pesukim, uh, there's an argument with with whether all the mitzvot were or uh, Rabbanat And the first one we start off is bikurim, and there's two categories of bikurim mentioned in this Pesuk and matenu. The bikurim of our ground, the bikurim called The bikurim of the tree. Uh, what is actually chayav and bikurim? The shivat heminim. Shivat include both. Things from the ground and from the trees, uh, from the ground would be namely wheat and barley, which are actual grains, are part of the shivata minim, and therefore hayav and bikurim, the rest of the five uh, would be considered as coming from a tree, and therefore that's why the pasuk puts them in two. And the firstborns of our son and animals as is written in the Torah And the firstborn of our cattle and sheep To bring to our God's temple to the Kohanim who serve at God's temple You're referring to a few different things in the pasuk Bechorot banenu refers to mitzvat pidyon habben for, for anyone that applies to you, and you essentially redeem the son for five shekelim from the Kohen. Uh, the, then the pasuk continues, referring to Peter Hamor, and the end of the pasuk, the firstborn of our cattle and sheep refers to the mitzvah of Bikurim, uh, in which the firstborn of the animals is brought to the coin, who offers it as, as a sacrifice. Um, obviously, this is only for the kosher animals, uh, for the B'kareinu the B'tsuneinu, as opposed to Petah Hamor, which is a separate mitzvah uh, that is specific to Hamor. Hence, the pasuk put them up into two different categories. Pasuk L'am the et reshit arisotenu tlumotenu free kolait tiroshri tsan navila kohanim el vishkot pet elohenu matenu radim The Hem maasrim Hamasrim, odtenu and the first of our dough, our separated portions, and the fruits of all the trees and grapes and olives, we shall bring to the Kohanim, to the chambers of our God's temple, and the tithe of our land to Levim. And they, the Levim, take tithes in all the cities of our work. Here we refers to the gifts of the Kohanim. We start with Hala, in which um, it, taken from actual dough, continues with Terumah, perhaps referring to the Terumah of the grain. And then pretty collects Terosh as well a uh, tirumah given from the olive and wine and finally ending off with the maaser to the 10% that was given to the Uh and the pasuk seems to draw an interesting distinction for whatever reason uh, they brought the tirumah to the lishka to the Beit HaMikdash and, and kept it there while the li'im they gave in all the cities which would, they found them. It doesn't seem to be a halachic Near- distinction. Tirumah can also be given to the Qa'anim in whatever city they're found and does not need to be given uh, in the beta the Pasuk lamentet. Lahayaha Kohen ben Aharon im halviim, baaser halviim, bahavim ya alut, maasar ham maaser, the detelohenu, el hulshakot, the beta And the Kohen, the son of Aharon, would be with the Livim at his tithing. And the Liviim will give a tenth of the tenth to the house of our God, to the chambers of the storage house. Now here continues with maser Mina maser. The Levi'im take 10% of the 10% they get from Bnei Israel and give it to the Kohanim. And here, once again, we see that the Terumah given to the Kohanim uh, was given to, to the Beit HaMikdash, was done in the Beit HaMikdash, in special L'Shachot. For the children of Israel and the sons of the Vim brought the separated portions of grain, wine, and oil to the chambers, where there were the temple vessels with the Kohanim who served, the gatekeepers, and the singers. So as not to abandon. Our God's temple. The Pasuk is explaining why, uh, what basically it's stressed several times, how all the Terumah given to the Kohanim, both from the Levim and B'nai Yisrael, uh, were given in the Beit HaMikdash. And there actually is a reason given in the end of the Pasuk, the Lona The Kohanim and the ones stationed at the Beit HaMikdash did not want to leave, even for a minute, uh, the Beit HaMikdash.